Pokemon, Disney has a lot of new food and on stuff. Joining me today is Luke Hello. and Chris. We're going to be talking about the Simpsons ride and the Springfield area as our main topic. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> Tired, man. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of updates to get to. Um, I like a lot of little updates, but it's just a lot. Um, over at Universal, uh, Japan, they open. They announced that there's going to be a Pokemon Halloween show featuring DJ Pikachu and DJ Gengar in exclusive park outfits. It what, sounds what is park exclusive. Is it just like designs made for the? Par- I'm guessing so. Yeah. Um, it, Gengar had a hoodie on, so that's pretty cool. Um, and Pikachu has like a headset on. But other than that, well, I mean, like, he is a DJ. Yeah, I, Gengar didn't have one on. He just had a hoodie. Uh, other than that, like the, it, it's, I guess it's gonna be like a general like day thing during their Halloween taking because like for their horror nights, it's like a part of your ticket into the park. It's not like you pay separately. Mm-hmm. So, I, it might just be like a day thing, like how they're doing for uh, something up uh, coming later on the list. Anytime they do something like that. It's the perfect opportunity for merch. Yeah, absolutely. And Japan is the only one who really capitalizes on exclusive event stuff like that. It seems to be a, a, a thing with not just Universal, but basically every Japanese venture, you know? Yeah. Um, they, they go, okay, we're doing this weird uh, special event. We're going to make a hell of a lot of merch and make money. But not, not at all in uh, America. It's not available in the Americas. Uh, hint, hint, Gundam. Same kind of deal. Um, yeah. But speaking of Japan and merchandise, uh, we've got a first look at the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man final campaign merch. Um, I, I gotta say, I think this t-shirt uh, kind of looks like shit. Yeah, I'm not a fan <laughs> of it personally. It's very busy, it looks like. It looks like... But it, it also looks like, looks like the old artwork, like, which I like a lot. I think it looks like one of those, like, motivational poster memes from, like, 2010. Yeah, I can see that. With, like, extreme... I don't, maybe it's just the picture looks bad here, but the, the, the image on the t-shirt looks, like, blurry and low-res, which is kind of funny for a t-shirt, I guess. Yeah, it could just be the picture, though. Maybe yeah, like open. yeah, maybe the shirt itself is not blurry and low res. It's not out in the parks yet, so yeah, this is it's a first look. You know? Hopefully, it looks better when it comes to the parks. Yeah, and hopefully, scalpers aren't charging an arm and a leg because I would actually want to have that shirt if it actually looks nice. Um, over at Universal Orlando, you can uh, get Back to the Future prizes at some of the Midway games uh, on the way into Toon Lagoon, just like how last week we talked about the Jaws pri- uh, prizes. We did, yes. Uh, do we do we have any images of any of these? Uh, Are any of these revealed, or is it just... Yeah, it's Doc Brown and um, the DeLorean. I can try to dig okay. up a picture real quick while we are here. Um, but yeah, I think it's uh, they're fine. 
looking um they're kind of like the same plushes that like the mon- the monsters and the later in the list are and uh how the jaws ones were like they're very like cutesy frankly i'm just glad that uh what's it called is getting some recognition back to the future absolutely back to the future yeah I mean, it has I mean it's a widely room. beloved series. I'm not going to act like it's like, you know, oh, this is my 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 favorite like underdog series. Everyone loves Back to the Future, but it's nice yeah. to see getting some more theme park recognition, especially because like it was in in this theme park uh, like yeah a decade ago. Huh. Uh, we also have the uh, Love is Universal Pride Night at. Uh, the Red Coconut Club, which has extended its dates through July. Uh, theme parks, I've noticed, I mean, I don't know much about Disney, but theme parks tend to be going all in on Pride Month, which I think is pretty cool. I like that. Inclus- uh, inclusivity is great, so. Yeah. And plus, I think like 90% of the theme park people I, I know or are aware of in some way are like gay in some way. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> catering to your main audience. Yeah, it, it, it's good to see that this is extended. I hope it's true because there's some rumors that it might not be true and that that just came out of nowhere. But hey, huh. hopefully it is, and it, hopefully it stays open for a little, little yeah. bit longer for the people that want to see it. For all for all SeaWorld's faults, they basically have Pride stuff year round at this point. So I think most parks have it year round, um, but they kind of like capitalize, I guess, in a way, on it yeah. during the month of uh, June. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Secret Life of Pets Ice Pops are now being served at the Fresh Eats Stand and Security Hub. Um, I don't know the flavors. I just know that they're there and that the characters' faces are on the pops. Um, this is going to sound horrible if anyone's like a big fan of the Secret Life of Pets. Did anyone care about the Secret Life of Pets? I like the ride. <laughs> There's a ride? Yeah, over in Hollywood. Uh, well, goes to show how much I know. Chris, do you like the like the Secret Life of Pets at all? I've never seen any of the movies. <laughs> there's I, more than one. I think my nieces yeah, like two. it. <laughs> there's two of them, Luke. Man, yeah. uh, I think the it goes Kevin to show. I just do not give a shit about these movies. The Kevin Hart bunny tries to become a superhero in the second one. That's all I know. Oh, of about course, it. Kevin Hart's in this. Yeah, uh, I'm excited it's... to visit Hollywood for the ride because I heard oh, the ride's it's great. great. The ride's like. Honest to God, like if the ride was just the thing and like no one said it was a movie, I would be like, oh, I'm convinced this is just a really good ride because huh. the ride is fantastic. It's a dark ride with like 90% of it, it's animatronics or projection uh, mapping. And then there's like a one screen segment where they show you as a dog because you're getting adopted. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I thoroughly love oh. that ride. Well, uh, on the exact opposite of our earlier Pride Month talk, the complete opposite direction, uh, we've got Harry Potter stuff, <laughs> uh, we've got some new wizarding cards available in the Chocolate Frogs, you know the Chocolate Frogs, it was a big thing with Harry Potter, yeah. uh, and the Beatrix Bloxum, do we know what they are? That's who it is, care? it's based on somebody named Beatrix Blo- well, Bloxum. Okay, that's... It's the card. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know who that I, is. I don't know who it is either. I just googled that. I've never seen this character in my life. Is it from the Fantastic <laughs> Beasts thing? Probably not. They stopped uh, trying to market that a long time ago. Which, yeah, I think they realized finally it's a failure. Um, we're gonna talk about everyone's favorite minions. Uh, there's a disco uh, minion popcorn bucket, 
He comes with his like little leather vest that you can take off for when you have to wash your popcorn bucket. Otherwise, it would get moldy. And it's available for twenty nine ninety nine, and you can find it all around the resort of Universal Orlando and Hollywood. I'm not buying this, Keith. I'm sorry. Oh, I'll buy it for you. You're not. You're not. I'll leave it in your car. I'll leave it in the park. <laughs> uh, Sounds horrible. That's mean, but I will. It's very stylish. It is very stylish. I like the jacket. That's about as much as I can say about it. I don't really like these popcorn buckets. <laughs> I don't see oh, the wow, craze it's for a minions them. thing that he doesn't like, y'all. It's I don't new. like the minions that much. <laughs> I just like that there's new stuff going inside <laughs> these parks. Could have fooled me, man. Uh, yeah, we also have more minion stuff. The express sign for Minion Blast has been covered up. Yeah, that's a and weird sign. It was already sign. out, wasn't it? Like the the ride's not operating. Yeah, the ride's yet. not up, but they had the the express the sign, sign was like showing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did the same thing for Velocicoaster right before it opened, so it might be huh. a sign that hey, it's about to open, which means you're gonna have to ride it. I mean, I'm fine with that. I like my shooter rides. Uh, across the street from Minions Cafe, the uh, food bin, like a little stall, uh, the walls came down around that and freestyle machines were put in across the way from it. So now you have freestyle machines outside and inside Minions Cafe. So What's a freestyle machine? That is a drink that's like you press the screen and it's like all the Cokes and Fanta oh, sprites yes, and all that. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I know those. Um, that's how Universal uses for like 99% of their drinks, yeah. if not all. I remember my dad complaining about that when we went when I was like 14, because he couldn't figure out a way to scan the machines at free drinks. Oh, yeah, no, you can't get free drinks unless it's water now. Yeah. So, but like if you buy a cup, it comes in with your day. So like you buy a cup and it's like $14 and congratulations, you have an entire day worth of yeah drinks. That's pretty, pretty good, I think. It's a great deal. Especially for the price of other drinks in theme parks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alcohol is expensive. Well, you can spend 14 bucks on a single cocktail or, like, Coca-Cola all fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, we I know uh, Keith mentioned this earlier, but we do have uh, some plushies for Universal Monsters. It kind of feels like they've been going ham on the Universal Monsters recently. Rightfully so. Yes, Keith, if, you, if dear listener, if you are not aware, uh, Keith is quite possibly uh, one of the few major monsters enthusiasts on the planet. I think there's a lot of us. They just kind of tend to hide in Horror there Nights are fandom. dozens of us. Dozens. Uh, Chris, do you plan on getting one of these, if any? I think I have to get all of them because... Oh, no. <laughs> I... They're all really good looking. I'm the biggest creature fan, and then... Of course, my girlfriend wants the matching Frankenstein bride ones, too. But are you going to get Wolfman or Draculia? I think once I'm at that point, I have to get all of them because I <laughs> am a collector. Oh, yeah. Well, I think they are uh, $19.99 a pop. So that's like $100 right there. Huh. That, that, uh, it feels like 100 bucks is pretty reasonable. Like I, I don't know why, but I think looking at one of those and say, hearing $20... They're pretty small. They're yeah. pretty small. Hearing $20 for one would kind of put me off, but then hearing 100 for all of them would be like, oh, that's not bad. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I I, I personally, if I'm going to get anything, I'm probably going to get the Wolfman, but I probably won't get one. 
Um, oh, you don't like plushies? And I, I don't do need stuff on my bed. Joy? Do you just not like like puppies or kittens? I, I know I love cats. Puppies not so much because dogs make me have allergy attacks worse than my cats. Um, I, some idiot kids were jumping on the water features in Toon Lagoon to get soaked during the summer heat. I I've been watching this video I think off and on for the past like week. Um, and I really think this was done distastefully. Like they physically hopped up on the prop versus like, you know, a kid that's actually like just, you know, dunking his head in the water that you can do. No, they were like climbing on the props and stuff. And I, I just generally don't like when kids are doing that. And like, I think it's wrong, but like, I don't know for sure. Like people, some people are saying like, it, it's not so bad, but some people are like, no, this is fine. Um, I mean, it's not like they're damaging anything, though that's... I mean, I, I feel like you gotta respect the rules for this kind of stuff, because it's a theme park, you could ruin the experience for everyone, like the guy who jumped into the gator cage at Bush. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know, it feels like they should have a splash area anyway, you know? They do. Do they? Like, 20 feet from here. Oh, I guess I've literally never seen it. I'll point it out when we go. Okay. Chris, yeah, maybe that's just because I haven't gone since I was like, like the only time I've been to Universal is when I was uh, a teenager and we don't, not doing splash zones or anything, you know? So Chris. when, when I saw this or when I heard about it and I heard kids, I was like, somebody like picked up their kid and put them in it. Oh yeah. no, like I speak of kids is like 14 year olds. <laughs> I just saw the video right now and I don't know. There's something about it that just he, looks very unsafe because it's wet. It's plastic. They could just slip and hit yeah. their heads on it. I, I feel like it's also just one of those things where, where, where are your parents? You know, are your parents are letting you do this. They're the ones recording probably. Yeah. Tourists. It know. just it's... takes one of the kids to like slip and get hurt for everybody's experience to get messed up. Yeah, exactly close those down for like forever and like those water effects are probably my favorite thing about toon lagoon um it's just like such a unique element of like kineticness that's not really seen in a theme park so like i just don't want these to go away because if they go away we lose it never again so uh yeah also, like, there's, think... there's water rides right there man yeah, but who knows how long those those wait times? Those rides have really bad yeah, waits. Yeah, especially during these these blistering heats we've been getting. Yeah, I and I'm not gonna. I plan on not doing the minus Jurassic Park because I don't want to be walking around in soaking wet socks. Oh my god! Yeah, I got that at SeaWorld, and I'm pretty sure I gave me trench foot. But yikes! Yeah. Uh, speaking of water. What's going on in Universal Japan again? Ah, uh, yes. More Universal Japan. We we love Japan today, apparently. Yeah, um, it was crazy. Yeah, there's actually news from over there. Yeah, the Super Mario Power-Up Summer Show. we part of uh, No Limit Summer, running from July 5th to August 24th. Uh, and this show is the first time that Bowser Jr. appears in the parks. I, I've watched the entirety of the show. The songs are in English, and the rest of it is in Japanese, so I don't understand the in-betweens. But hey, Bowser Jr. is cute. One of his arms move, his other one doesn't. It is kind of like limply moves. 
Um, and there's water cannons and water guns that just like spray the audience around it. Um, it's right in front of their Spider-Man ride. It's not in their Nintendo land. It's in their Spider-Man, like their New York area where Gramercy Park is. And it's just soaking the entire audience. Like I would say like a good like 15 feet back is just being soaked. The entire time. It's kind of crazy. I was like, people are enjoying this and dancing while getting like legit soaked. I don't see how. Hey, some it's some people like to get wet. You know, you go to. I hate to. I think there's like the fifth time I brought up SeaWorld for some reason. Uh, I gotta make up for my angry tirade from last week. But you know, there's people sit in the the splash zones at SeaWorld. You know. Yeah, and same sometimes with, uh, Bush. you just want to get soaked. Chris, have you seen anything on the uh, the the Bowser Junior or the Super Mario Power Up? I have seen a couple things, but I'm trying not to spoil any. I don't think we'll get this. But if I do go to Japan, uh... like if it becomes a thing for next year when I'm planning my trip, I'm like, oh, I don't want. I don't know. There's just I something. Yeah, just I get that. Come on. Um... Just is. Happening, hopping over to Disney. There's a lot of Disney news, guys. I am very sorry. Yeah, I, is, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know about about you, uh, Chris. So I apologize if this is uh, rude. Is Disney any of our favorite parks? <laughs> like, I'll decide that after I go again. Yeah. Um. Because for me, it's an absolutely not. But they're also like a big competitor, so yeah, yeah, well, of yeah. course we have to put them in there. Um, speaking of competitor, maybe we might get new stuff uh, for the parks at Destination D23. Um, scheduled uh, Schedules have been announced along with more details. Uh, Destination D will have appearances from Disney Legends and various actors, as well as the Hollow Streams Costume Bash. And which will take place on the Sunday of the event uh, as the closing. And then Destination D will take place September 8th through the 10th. So it's going to be a three-day or yeah, three-day event. And I think it's held in Anaheim this year, not Orlando. So I think Orlando was two years ago. Now, when you say various actors, do you mean like actual actors or like... Yeah, so usually they actors? have like... Uh, like last year they had... The last one they had here in Florida, they had Harrison Ford came on stage. Um, um, I was talking about Indiana Jones. Well for that. Um, Josh Gatt was on screen. Um, uh, Halle Berry was here promoting uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, it was just you know like all your little like your people that are just like a part of their movies upcoming. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda was on stage and like of course talked about Encanto. Uh, it, it's an event. It goes on. Um, I I hope for good theme park information out of it. Usually we get like a parks panel during it, and it's usually pretty brief and tells you like. The next like two years into up like leading up until D twenty the actual D twenty three event, so um, I think it's in I, I want to say it's not in Florida this year, but it might be. Usually it's either in Florida in the Contemporary or it's in Anaheim. So, uh, Trend D over in Disney Springs went down for a brief remodel and has reopened with a uh, Figment and Orange Bird uh, decorations. I guess they would say along with uh, more trendy merchandise. So if you uh, guys are going to Disney Springs uh, after this episode's out, uh, have fun. Enjoy your time at Trendy. I think it's actually <laughs> one of my favorite stores because it's unique merchandise. It's Would you say it's trendy? No. 
it's usually art. I like art. Art's cool. Yeah. Um, another returning thing is Eat to the Beat, uh, returning for food and wine this year. And tickets have gone on sale. Uh, prices for adults start at $53 and go to 94 depending on what restaurant you book. You'll be able to see acts like Ray Parker Jr., Sugar Ray, and for the second time on this podcast, Hoobastank. Man. Why does Hoobastank keep popping up at theme park concerts? But the thing is, is, here's the thing. I literally looked at this list. I don't know anyone besides Ray Parker Jr., Sugar Ray, and Hoobastank. Hold on, I gotta take a look at it now. I like, I don't know who the Bacon Brothers are. Don't know that one. Uh, uh, I think I, for King and Country is like a Christian band, if I recall. Yep, Toby Mac, that's a Christian band. Do, um, you, uh, do you have any plans to go to uh, our international food and wine festival, uh, Chris? Um, to see some of these bands, maybe? I guess it'd be cool to see Ray Parker Jr. Mm-hmm. And I usually just go to food and wine once to get the teriyaki steam bun. But Wait, What country is that at? I think it's in Japan. Okay. I got to go now. Okay. Really quick. Keith, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta talk to you about some stuff here, man. You don't know who Joey Fatone is? No, I don't. We talked about Joey Fatone. He did the, the, the pipeline, uh, stuff. Oh, he did? <laughs> he was the guy from, from NSYNC who was doing the pipeline oh. promotion. Okay. So you guys say NSYNC people and I'm fine. I don't, I don't know NSYNC. I <laughs> you don't, don't know, know boys the... to men. No. I, I don't expect you to know air supply, but they're good. <laughs> nope. Um, 38 specials, dope. Don't know them. Tisk tisk. Are Baja men who let the dogs out? That is Baja men, yeah. Okay. Oh, I know that song. So you, you know what they're going to be playing. That's their entire like, 45 minutes set for every three hours. I mean, dude, I saw Vanilla Ice live at SeaWorld and it was basically all covers. So it's got to be something like that, right? Uh, look, the one band I actually am interested in seeing, purely so I can say I've seen them, Hoobastank, is the Bacon obviously. Brothers. Not a not a real Hoobastank enthusiast? No, Hoobastank you're, you're, you're not a, a Hoobastanker? Are, are you a Hoobastanker, Chris? Um, the name definitely turns me off, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're really bad. I, I, I'm making ironic jokes here, but I can't even... I can't even be serious. Listen, my friends... I don't like Hoobastank. Please do not take me as a Hoobastank enthusiast. You really are, though. We're going to make sure all, all of our shirts say in the back, Luke is a Hoobastank fan. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, do you know who's in the Bacon Brothers? No. Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon. <laughs> is it his band? Wait. It's his band. Oh, my God. With his brother. Oh, Michael. so they're actually the Bacon Brothers. Oh, my God. That is amazing. I, I, didn't... Uh, I now need to do this on they that have day. Kevin, Kevin Bacon's going to be there for a concert? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I now am like... That, that was his deal. He was going to be like, I want to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, but I want to play at Epcot for... That's my payment. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. Let's put Kevin Bacon on the our. Thing is, I really actually, I ironically love Kevin Bacon. He's he's good. Like Kevin Bacon's great. So like I'm, I now really want to see the Bacon Brothers. Oh God, I, I'm um, curious if he's actually decent. 
I hope he plays like guitar so he doesn't sing because I don't see him singing. <laughs> this uh, picture has him playing guitar, so I think okay, we're cool. good. <laughs> uh, pilings uh, are beginning to form around the Center World Showcase uh, for the new Epcot Nighttime Spectacular. Uh, they're big metal rods sticking out of the lagoon. I really hope it's not going to obscure my vision the entire rest of the park like uh, the tacos did for Harmonious. So that's a thing. I mean, it could. It could. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Um, well, we've got more uh, construction stuff, I suppose. Work in the World, World Celebration Courtyard has gone vertical. Yeah, I it this is supposed to open this year, guys. I I don't think it's going to. Yeah, We're six months sure. out, and they barely have the foundations for some of the buildings there. Uh oh, and I I just don't see it happening. And that's like the center of Epcot. I just I want to walk straight through the park instead of having to walk all the way back around. Well, no, I can't do that. About Disney is that Disney's always extremely and quite possibly overly optimistic about their uh, uh, construction and opening yeah. dates and stuff. So I would not be shocked if it does not open this year. Or if it doesn't, it's like uh, the opening of Disneyland where everybody's heels are sinking into the ground. Yeah, well, Because they pour the concrete. They they building pour. in a swamp. That too. Uh, work continues around the Le Salier. Entrance in the Canada Pavilion at Epcot. Um, then they just celebrated Canada Day, and I guess like they had like a bunch of people show up and get angry that they were under construction. But it's like this is their normal time for doing maintenance on the building, guys. And it kind of feels like they should have the Canada thing open for Canada Day. Like they should probably. Oh, it was open. Minutes. You could go do it. It's oh, just okay. there's they're just doing touch ups on the outside. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe oh. they should have just done that a little bit beforehand though, so everything looks tidy for the day that it's like, Canada day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's so weird. Well, speaking of things, uh, being partially closed or unusable, half of Mater's junkyard jamboree is closed for refurbishment at, uh, what's Disney California, Disney Adventure. California adventure. Yes. Sorry. I don't like Disney, so I don't know the parks. Um, um so this cuts the ride into half capacity, actually under half or yeah under half capacity. So I think if you're going to go do Mater's Junkyard Jamboree in the next, uh, they said it's going to last uh, the rest of summer. So the next two and a half months. That's a long refurbishment. It, it's probably the mechanisms in the ground that uh, they have to do work on. Um, yeah. I just just don't just don't go in Mater's Junkyard unless you have like a lightning lane for it. That's just my opinion. I think it's good, but you can go ride Alien Storming Saucer on our coast, and it's the same exact ride, just with different music. Um, walls have gone up around the iconic Sword in the Stone at Hong Kong Disneyland, prepping for its removal as a new Walt and Mickey statue is replacing it. Oh, there, someone's finally removing the Sword in the Stone? I guess they found King Arthur. I don't like but, this. But, um, this... I don't like this because it's in every single Magic Kingdom park. Mm-hmm. It's in Disneyland and in Magic Kingdom and in all the other Disneylands around the world. It feels like they're just trying to be unique to be unique. Well, so, that's kind of the name of the game with a lot of theme park stuff, I feel. Especially Disney. Yeah. Uh, speaking of refurbishments, more refurbishment news, of course. 
uh, monorail signs have been revealed. New ones yeah. refurbished. Yeah, they've they revealed it. They put lights on the bottom now, guys. Ooh, Let's yeah. go. So you can see the monorails in the dark, I guess. So I'm just going to straight up say this. 90% of the rest of the, the updates are all at Disney Springs. So we're going to kick it off at the Emirates uh, Patisserie. There's a new Indiana Jones petite cake. Petite cake. And it will cost you $22. And the uh, blurb on the sign says an inspiration of Moroccan flavors with villain vanillin, vanilla, vanilla, chiffon, like dates, candied almonds, almond mousse, and spiced simple syrup. That sounds it's really big. fucking good. It's like the size of my, like, okay. if you take your hand and hold it up, like, uh, vertically, it's like the size of my hand. And it comes with a nice little, like, hat and whip. Mm-hmm. I think you can take off and keep. I think they're plastic. Yeah, I don't think they're edible. I uh, love Mediterranean food in general, speaking not just as a, a Greek man, but as a, a general food enthusiast. And I love Moroccan food, so I'm going to, might have to check this out. Would you try? Would you, do you guys actually try this? Uh, as you just said, you would. Um, I'm not really a cake person. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm not either. So, uh, Luke, you're, you're going to be the responder on this one. Okay, <laughs> you don't got to tell me twice. Um, speaking of Indiana Jones again, a lot of promotion for this movie that's apparently not doing too well. Um, new props have been added to Jock Lindsay's hangar bar for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I imagine they have the Dial of Destiny. No, they do not. That's at Hollywood Studios. Ah, so what? What the hell do we have? Indiana Jones. It's like pictures from like, it's like uh, pictures of him and the uh, chick. I don't. I didn't see the movie yet. Um, That's his goddaughter. Sure. I I literally looked away from every single spoiler I could. Um, I plan on seeing this. That was like promotional material. Yeah, I didn't look at promotional material. Jesus. Um, new props have been added to the queue for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Peril at Disneyland Paris um, in celebration of the Dial of Destiny. It is his hat and his whip, and these are screen used from Tomb, uh, or not Tomb of the Ancients, um, Temple of Doom. So that's really fun. I like that there's screen used stuff. It's just sitting on the elements, though, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's just gone. Yeah, that kind of seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, well, we also have the Cinderella Castle moat fully refilled at Magic Kingdom after the removal of the 50th anniversary decorations. Uh, I'm surprised it took them this long. We reported, uh, I think it was four months ago, they were starting to take down those decorations, and it's officially done. Sometimes, you know, you just take some time. But the statues for the characters are still up around the parks, and I got told they're permanently staying, okay. so... If you like those, I, I personally, I like them. I think they're really cute photo ops. Um, you can still do them. Plus, it actually makes the Magic Bands uh, Plus worth your money a little bit. Um, we got the first look at Tiana's Bayou Adventure character's costume. So, like, her costume that the uh, live actors are going to wear. Uh, and it looks fantastic. Um, what are you looking, or how are you looking forward to Tiana's Bayou Adventure, uh, Chris? Um... Is it... <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Is it something you are worried about them screwing up? Like, as in, like, it's one of your favorite movies and you're worried they're going to not do good? Or are you just excited for... Well, I haven't seen the movie. Oh, good. Um, I'm 
I barely watched it like more than like a year and a half ago. So, so go I'm watch curious. it for the villain. The yeah. villain's fantastic. From everything I've heard, it's great, but the fact that they're doing like this is after the movie. Yeah. That's the part that's a little bit scary because I mean it's Disney, so they're gonna have a good story, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But when everybody likes all of the visuals and everything from the movie, for them to be like, We're not gonna do that, we're gonna do this and you're not gonna see some of your favorite characters. That's Keith why David like, hasn't signed on yeah. and he plays the villain and like he's honestly if he's not in it this ride's immediately a bust for me. He's yeah, he's the best part of like don't get me wrong, it's a good movie. He is the best part of the movie by a country mile. It's cuz he's Keith fucking David. He's Keith fucking David. <laughs> <laughs> that man was on screen in Nope for like 3 seconds and I was like, "Yo, this is in, the best performance." Saints Row 4 and he was like the only bearable part. Like, he literally plays a, a dead man for 90% of his time. And I was like, yo, you're giving the best performance to your life right now. And I love it. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, Rogers the Musical premiering at uh, Disney California Adventure. Uh, apparently, it's been met with great reviews, uh, which is yeah. cool. Um, they've been talking about doing this one for a while, haven't they? Yeah, they started promoting it at the beginning of the year. And it, it officially reopened. Cool. Um I watched it. Has anybody else watched it? No, I haven't. Okay, uh, I, I I agree with the great reviews. Keep this in the park, like forever. I think this. If you just move the entrance to Avengers Campus out a little bit, this area would be perfect. Have this be like the retro area of Avengers Avengers Campus, and boom, you have Rogers the Musical, and have maybe another little dark ride over there, and like because I don't think this e tickets have are happening. I, I, it was super good. It told the entire story of Captain America from like him being Steve Rogers and Brooklyn to his end. And it was all in song pretty much with minus like a few spoken lines. And the music was catchy like to the point where I'm like, I want you guys to release this soundtrack. You think they will? I don't think they will. Not for a while. Um, the first look inside the Zootopia land uh, opening later this year in Shanghai Disneyland the picture looks fine. I think like the land looks fine. I think it looks like Zootopia. I just I really still have a problem with it being a Zootopia land and Zootopia having a land when the ride vehicle is literally going to be a police car. I mean, the whole thing with Zootopia is it's animal cops. Yeah, it's just there's something that bothers me about it, my dude. Yeah. Uh is the land entirely indoors? I think it's only a ride okay that's, i think there's like a ride and something some like like picture like some uh like characters in the windows okay i think that's it yeah i, I do but not i'm not sure enough <laughs> frankly i mean like i'm not gonna go to shanghai disneyland for a while so i, I haven't really looked around all i all um, i know about uh zootopia is that one comic that tackles uh a very very specific uh, I suppose political issue, and then sets it in Jerry Seinfeld's apartment for some reason. What? Yeah, yeah. It's I, uh, it's a whole weird. thing. It's not nice. But what? I digress. Anyway, um, yeah, go to strollers. Have fun with strollers. Yeah, stroller wagons no longer prohibited. For, no longer. Oh my god! What was that? No longer permitted. 
at Shanghai and Hong Kong Disneyland starting June 30th, which as of the time of recording was exactly one week ago. Uh, if you have kids, no, you don't. Sorry. So it's stroller wagons. Is that different from strollers? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, damn. Make them walk, walk kids. Is this the same thing that they did at the parks here where no, they couldn't be like a certain so. size? No, like they're just not. No, you just can't bring them. Like no, like sizes doesn't matter. You just can't bring them. Oh, that's fun. So that like, makes like they're cutting down day. on a lot of their market. I don't. I mean, like, I that's just weird. I let's see how long that rule lasts. Um, <laughs> Yo Ho, the Pirates of the Caribbean, and Ursula, a 100 years of music and wonder spirit jersey, have arrived at Walt Disney World. You can find these at Magic Kingdom and the World of Disney, respectively. I like the 100 years of music and wonders spirit jersey i just like it because like it's very um colorfully music like it has like a lot of characters that are uh really good songs um or a tune with music i don't like the I ursula like the one and i like the one. pirates the pirate one is amazing to me i like i would buy that if it wasn't 700 degrees in florida all the time yeah i i don't know i mean i get it because you know out-of-state tourists like to hit up the theme parks oh my but my every, girlfriend buys these every single park has all these like all their best designs are in long sleeve shirts and it's like man please chris i envy you now actually you, you live up north you can wear these and not feel terrible um well half of the year is summer here so oh that's true and then the yeah. rest of the time you have to wear a coat so you wouldn't you wouldn't even be able to see it that's true you gotta be you gotta live in that sweet spot i guess you know yeah. yeah but there's um, uh more merchandise for more disney 100 stuff um this time themed to music and wonder this this yeah. looks like stuff that your your grandma would buy you if she hears that you like Disney. I like the mug. No, I, I, the I like the mug nice. a lot. Like I think if I'm gonna get anything out of this like set so far, this is definitely gonna be what I'm gonna get. Or maybe the throw throw blanket because it's the throw throw blanket's are really soft. Did and Soul nice. do well enough to warrant putting on all this stuff? Soul, I think, was only on Disney Plus, but people really like it. No, it was it got a theater release. <laughs> oh, it did. Yeah, I don't think it did that well. Oh. Kind of I didn't funny. know that. And um, isn't it the I bear from Song of the just... South? No, I don't think so. Top top right? Me... Top right. Let's find a picture or, of... Or am I thinking of it might be a country bear. No, that's the hippo. That's the hippo from Fantasia. It's a hippo? That looks like a bear. It's a hippo from Fantasia. <laughs> No, that's top yeah, left. So you have Sebastian I'm talking about top Mickey. right, right under, um, right next to Elsa. Oh no, that's a country bear. That's Big country Al. Bear. Okay, yeah, I'm just dumb. Yeah, that's Big Al. Uh, he's in the Country Bear Jamboree. So you right. have Mickey, Stitch, uh, Catherum, Aristocrats, the Penguin, Wheezy, Iago, Genie, Lewis, Elsa. I don't know who is above Elsa, Big Al, Figment, the Lady for Fantasia, Madame Leota, Peter Pan, Ariel, Blue, um, 
main character from Encanto, main character from Turning Red, Coco character, I think his name is Miguel, Lumiere, Rapunzel. That's such a good movie, man. And Soul, and then, like, Fantasia characters. Yeah. Oh, and Sebastian the Crab, I didn't see him. Um, oh, he, yeah, the one I'm looking at is the hoodie, and he's kind of completely covered by a drawstring. Yeah. But, hey, uh, that's a lot of, like, really good, like, representation, I guess, uh, really across the park um, in general. Like, you have, like, parts characters being, like, Madame Leota and Figment, and then you have, like, actual movie characters. So, hey, I like it. Again, I think I would buy the mug. Um, I, I'm going to actually, like, see it in person before I decided that, though. I like mugs, so. I do, too. Uh, a new Goofy cupcake can be found at Goofy Candy Company. And uh, the legit metrics on it is there is a literal quarter pound of frosting on it. That's horrifying. <laughs> that is it, that is pure diabetes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I love the visuals of it, but that's a quarter pound of frosting, guys. Yeah. I, I'm not getting it. I. I no, I don't. I don't have a death wish. <laughs> But like Jesus, come on! If it's um, still there when I'm there, I will try it out and <laughs> report back. If I survive it, I'll report I, back. I know I will be there. I'll record. I will meet you up there to record you eating this because I need to know how you eat this without just shoving the icing in your mouth first. <laughs> the thing is, I, I love icing. I think that's my favorite part of like a cake or a cupcake. It makes oh, it yeah. helps the flavor. But a quarter pound. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's just, and it's like dense frosting too. I heard, Mm -hmm. like, I heard the like, it's just really dense, and I'm like, that just sounds awful. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like to stop looking at this actually now. Yeah, (laughs) because that's gonna give me sugar attacks. You know what? I want to stop looking at Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion Friend Collection debuts on July 10th. Like, let's be real. Does anyone have any expectations from this movie? It looks like it's going to be horrible. Oh, I think it's going to be great because it's going to be close to the ride, and I love the ride. So, if it's anywhere as good as the ride, I'm happy. Well, here's the thing. Like, I I, I saw a Twitter thread about this earlier, and I agree with it. Pirates of the Caribbean worked as an adaptation because they just leaned into it. They're like, we're going to do an actual thing. We're going balls to the wall here. And all the trailers look like... Isn't this ridiculous? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And that's obnoxious. I, what I think I like is I like that Constance, the bride of the uh, attic, is literally a horror character. Like, she is physically trying to kill characters in the movie. And, like, that's awesome because, like, that's her whole shindig is she marries people, beheads them, takes their money. So she always is having money. And also, I just want to see this ride done justice because the Eddie Murphy movie was... Um, not good. Hey, you know, there so, was a movie. Yeah, it was like 2003. <laughs> you learn something yeah. new every day. And it was not good. I like it, um, for it's, for not being a Haunted Mansion movie. I like it. If it was not Haunted Mansion, I, w- I would say it's great. Because it's Haunted Mansion, my biasness goes, no, it fucking sucks. Um, that being said, uh, I'm excited to see new merchandise because I physically want something Haunted Mansion in my wardrobe. So hopefully I get something. Um, something I will not be getting, though, is the Light Up Disney 100 Years uh, that you can find at World of Disney 
these things are pure plastic. I do know how pe don't know how people are finding these comfortable, but I would not. Yeah, and I, I I'm not a can't fan. Can't imagine going around wearing Disney ears anyway. Uh, I mean, my girlfriend does it, and I I my condolences. Good job. I'm too mean. <laughs> anyway, there's also um, a video uh, surfaced. Well, I, I don't think it was surfaced. It just it happened in like an official release and just wasn't. Yeah, it was a, the official release. Yeah. yeah. Video of a construction worker smoking while installing Tiana's food water tower. And if I recall, uh, he's not just smoking tobacco. You know, he's he's on that. that he's imbibing that good stuff. Yeah. It, it's the best. I love it. I hope he did not get fired. Probably did, which is unfortunate. But um, I've heard worse. Yeah, I I just find it like super funny and like I find it super charming that like that got somehow got put out and like everybody's freaking out about it. I'm like, yo, live life, my dude. Dude's chilling. Um, Josh Tomorrow, uh, Luke, as somebody that's not in the Disney sphere, uh, this is the guy that runs the parks and resorts. Mm -hmm. He says something will happen with the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser after it closes. Well, yeah, they Any can't, they can't totally admit to a loss. Oh, no, no, that they have already admitted. They said it's a tax write-off. So it's a $30 million tax write-off. And something's going to happen to it? Well, yeah, they're probably just using the shelf or something. Because a tax write-off is like... Well, you can't use that IP anymore. I mean, they can obviously use Star Wars. They can't use Galactic uh, Cruiser or whatever. Star, Cru Star Cruiser. Do you think it's going to be Stay Hotel? Or do you think it's going to be like, oh, we'll shuttle you from the park? Because it's they, they run shuttles to the park already. Uh, I th um, honestly, I think it's too early to tell. Because um, it, it I think could we'll be see anything. When it closes. I assume it's, yeah, I assume it's going to be Star Wars still. But I hope so. It, it could be anything. Um, it's just not going to be Galactic Star Cruiser because if they're writing that off for tax purposes, that's dead. Like, uh, Megas yeah. XLR, my beloved. Uh, Megas XLR? Oh, oh, 2000s cartoon. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I hope this... I have no idea what they could do with it. I This one, the characters and the story I'd idea to stay around so Batu feels still more alive or make it a restaurant make it as one big ass restaurant where it's interactive like um uh what is not Woody's um it's the one over in Wilderness Lodge um it's like a dinner show oh the gym yeah my, my cousin was in that yeah hope to do review hope yeah do review that's it's a nice one I really like that one I I would love to see that like this become like that and it, like, still brings a story more element to Batu, which I think, I I mean, I'll, I'll tell you in a couple of weeks, a month, like a month or so from now, uh, maybe, uh, how it is. Mm -hmm. So. Hint, hint. We in the business, we call this foreshadowing. Uh, Luke. Yes. Uh, food. Food. I like food. Flavors of Florida kicks off at Disney Springs. Let's let's list some of these lovely things. Citrus Dream Donut for six dollars and fifty cents. An Everglades donut with orange creamsicle glaze, vanilla buttercream, and candy orange at Everglades. This sounds really nice. Yeah, I I think this might be something I want to get. I I love citrus. I love donuts. Call you know call me a stereotypical Floridian. I'm a sucker for citrus. 
Um, but there's more. There is orange lemonade. If in case you didn't have enough citrus, here's two citrus fruits. Uh, also six dollars and fifty cents. Lemonade with orange juice, cold foam. Also at Everglazed, um, which is nice. It's I, I just figured it'd be lemonade with a bit of orange juice, but it's cold foam. Yeah. Um, um, on the donut, this sounds just like the donut at CityWalk. That is the Universal Orlando specific Voodoo Donut. Yeah, I um, remember that one. And I'm like, oh, okay. Probably a, an intentional knockoff. Let's be honest. Who knows? Yeah. Um, well, there's also a at Deluxe Burger. There is the Lime Garage Burger for thirteen forty nine. Uh, two. Yeah, two pressed signature blend patties, citrus braised pork belly, oh boy, lime avocado crema, pepper jack, fried green tomatoes, and lettuce. Listen, listen, I am... Take the avocado off? I like avocado. Uh, My my seafood restaurant around here, my preferred haunt, has, uh, what's the word? Fermented red onion and avocado on their mahi sandwich, which I adore. And this sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, Deluxe Burger is great. If you, if either of you never had it before, I not I don't go to Disney. Highly suggest. <laughs> I've never had it because I have my burgers plain. Oh, you're one of those boring people. I'm one of those Ooh. boring people. <laughs> great way to insult our guest, Keith. Um, He's going to have to get used to it. <laughs> Well, he signed up for the worst topic in the world. <laughs> um, then there's also the Orange Bird Shake, $7.50. Vanilla gelato blended with orange syrup, whipped cream, and sprinkles. It's always nice to see gelato get more attention. I do love gelato. Gelato gets a lot of attention at Disney. Yeah, I've noticed. I, I dig it. I, you know, I am European, so I'm legally obligated to like gelato. But man, it's good. Um, and there are pictures of everything in the links below, are, guys. Yes. So if you just want to look at these amazing things. And finally, at Wine Bar, what is that? Garage. George. George. See, Keith makes typos, guys. I'm not just. Yeah, stupid. I do. Uh, at Wine Bar, George, there is. God, I, wow, the frozen Dole Whip Orange Old Fashioned. I wonder who this is. Uh, you know, marketing towards for fifteen dollars. With George Diesel eight year Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, so uh, old fashioned. That kind of seems odd. Another um I, another reviewer says the Tennessee whiskey has bourbon qualities, so it tastes like a bourbon citrus swirl with a dull whip orange smooths over the whiskey, making a creamy slips layered out the punch of the strong alcohol. It sounds great. I don't think I would get it though. I'll be honest. Really? Mr. Mr. I old like fashion. really strong old fashions, and I don't really know how frozen old fashioned would do. I mean, frozen drinks tend to be pretty strong. Yeah, but it's also Disney, yeah. and they—I don't know. Like, I like. I plus, if I'm right there, I'd rather just go to the hangar bar. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of this little corner of Disney Springs, Gideon's is bringing back two fan favorite uh, cookies. One being the key lime chocolate chip and the toasted coconut caramel chocolate chip. And those two, uh, the ingredients for the key lime uh, one is, where are you? 
Vanilla bean cookie dough infused with Florida key lime juice covered with chocolate chips and our specialty key lime pie crumbs. And then the coconut one is... Maybe, if I can find mm-hmm. the description. Presumably, toasted coconut. I think it's honestly just coconut. Yeah. Toasted coconut and chocolate chips. Well, you know, yeah. some of my favorite flavors are toasted coconut, caramel, and key lime. So these are right up my alley. Um, and speaking of alleys, or should I say alleys, auditions, that was the worst segue we've ever done. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm cringing a little. <laughs> auditions are open for Jack and Sally uh, for the Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along at Jollywood Nights. You should just, they should just get Danny Elfman to do Jack and <laughs> That'd Jack. be awesome. Get, get my uh, boy in. I... I... That's good. I'm I'm just worried they're gonna have the weird, strange costumes that they use mm-hmm. uh, for Jack and Sally. And be a puppet show, be... honestly, that'd be really cool. Uh, Tomorrowlands, their boulders out in front of the Tomorrowland are getting repainted for the first time in like ten years, um, and it's changing colors again. So congratulations! It's no longer gonna be blue rocks, guys. Well, you know. Can't be worse than the uh, the Tomorrowland movie that came out a few years back. That was really bad. I had never even watched it. Never watch it. No one did do. I heard it was bad. Don't. It's it's pretty bad. God, Brad Bird. His entire filmography is just completely hit or miss. Man made Iron really Giant, is. Incredibles, Ratatouille, Mission Impossible, and he makes Tomorrowland. Incredibles 2. Mission Impossible is so good. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, what is this? <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. This looks actually pretty good. Uh, there is a new brownie at Animal Kingdom. Uh, it's tough to be a bug. Heimlich brownie. Um, it's Heimlich is... The caterpillar. caterpillar from Bugs Life. Yep. Um, the brownie kind of looks a little funky. <laughs> it's obviously a frosting recreation of Heimlich, and this also looks like it's a quarter pound of frosting. But yeah, but this one I'm actually going to get. Yeah. So it, I mean, it looks like a pretty rich brownie from what I can see. And you know, it's hard to yeah. tell flavor wise by just looking at it, but it looks like it's pretty solid. Yeah, I, I'm honestly, uh, I'll probably be trying this when I'm out there in a couple of weeks, or like literally like two weeks from now. So, um, uh, over in Disney's Animal weeks. Kingdom, still it's like ten days. Jeez, um, oh, don't even say that. That's scary. <laughs> um, Spike the Spike the Bee has a sipper cup. I don't know who Spike the Bee is. Do either of you guys? Um, wasn't it for Flower and Garden that they made him like the mascot? Wait, what? I'm pretty sure that these sipper cups have been for Flower and Garden as well. I didn't know that. Um, and I just was like, I don't know who Spike the Bee is. And I, um, I'm i looking at the picture of the sipper right he now. He's a character from the 1940s to early 50s in a Donald Duck cartoon. I'm sorry. They, they, they have to change the name of Harambe Market. No one, like, come on. <laughs> Come on, man. It's been seven years. <laughs> That's probably one of the biggest attractions at Animal Kingdom is that sign. Come on. Will I be taking a picture there now? Yes, absolutely. Just for you, Luke. 
please. I will take a picture of me praying in front of it for you. Yeah. Anyway, there is also a uh, uh, new spring roll at Magic Kingdom. That is a chicken, ham, and cheese spring roll. I Sounds like phenomenal. spring rolls. I always get that whenever I get a uh, whenever I go to like a, a Thai place or something or a Japanese place because they always have spring rolls at every every Asian place. At, no matter what kind of Asian food, always has spring rolls. Um, I feel like ham and cheese in a spring roll is odd. Okay, I, you say that, but I had a che- cheeseburger one last time I was there. Cheeseburger <laughs> spring roll. Yeah, oh it sounds awful, God. right? What the. Dude, it's like one of the best foods I've ever ate. Okay, huh? I, I, like, I, if you, it. if whenever we take you to Magic Kingdom, because you're gonna go, uh, I will definitely uh, have you try that. Okay, if if you insist. Um. But anyway, all right. So we're coming away from Orlando, and we're gonna hop over to yeah, the little like, we... big news of the week. Usually we kind of talk about uh, SeaWorld parks, but there's been nothing with SeaWorld aside from haunts. Like, nothing. The birds are chirping in the wind. Pipeline open. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Fury yeah, 325 has a cracked beam. Mm-hmm. Had. We, we, we don't know if it's fully fixed. And the teams are out there repairing it. Um, yeah, I, I saw something that they had installed flanges, flanges or something. Yeah, it, and like it wasn't. It, it looks scary, but guys, like the way the coaster is built, it was keeping itself contained. Yeah, it's they're, just they're terrifying. Built to like, be fine. It, it's just like terrifying if you're like on an onlooker. I think if you're on the ride, you would never know the difference. Yeah, it, um, coasters are designed by professionals, like people who've been doing this for probably decades at this point you know they're the weight distribution on those things are insane do you wonder what ever look at a coaster wonder oh my god why does it have so many supports it's so that if one manages to fail the rest pick up the slack you know exactly so it's scary to look at don't get me wrong that's horrifying but it's not that big of an issue especially if they fix it quickly you know just give the whole ride a little quick yeah. rundown make sure everything's going all right it exactly, day. it shouldn't take them that long, and boom, it'll be yeah, back yeah. up and running in no time. Uh, and also, Carowinds has issued a statement today regarding the status of this ride. It is a long statement, I will not be reading it here, um, but they're talking about how they're trying to fix it and install a new column, basically. Yep. It's super uh, quick and simple. Uh, basically, it says in like a five paragraph saying, hey, guys, uh, we're basically going to be fixing it as soon as possible. And I do like to say like it feels like a late response, but also doesn't. Yeah. Um, I feel like this response should have gone out like the day of um, the incident. Yeah, it's just I'm... but it also was like the park day was winding down when they got noticed. Yeah. So uh, we're going to hop over to Hans. I think like the almost the forte the of me and Chris. Um, Sir Henry's tickets are available to be bought uh, soon uh, on select nights from on Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights from September 29th to November 4th. Um, have you done Sir Henry, uh, Chris? I haven't. Do you plan on doing it this year? Possibly. Um. Probably. Yeah. If I can make it probably for like, the last weekend I would be able to make it. 
it's super good i'll say that much like it's it's one of my favorites um and they also do a christmas event which is amazing if you have not done that and i have not done their uh, valentine's day one but i hear it's good um, but yeah uh sir harry's uh keep it up we, we love you over there yeah uh Scream tampa additionally has also announced the return of stranglewood estate which i mean let's be honest who didn't see this coming stranglewood is like a fan favorite uh, if i recall uh, yeah, it opened last year. It opened last year, and, and also, like, I've been to Bush Gardens six, seven times, and the facade has, like, remained up, so you can walk yeah. by and say, yeah, that's, Stranglewood's coming back. Um, I'm glad it's coming back, because I actually, it was there the year I went, and I didn't get to go, because um, we had prioritized other ones, because none of us knew what we were doing, which is like, oh, which ones look the in- most interesting? Motel Hell, and the weird Swamp Gator one, the Pirates. Um, so it's nice to see it. Uh, come back. I might be able to get the chance to actually go this year. Yeah, exactly. I I probably will end up buying the thirty dollars tickets and going. So, um, hopping over to the big hot news. Mm-hmm. Um, Night Nightmares. They did it again. They dropped a spec map. Um, we're only going to talk about Orlando this time because Hollywood's uh really is just I. I I don't see me covering Hollywood as a, a full event uh, because I will not be going out there this year. So we're going to focus on Orlando's. Um, and Chris, this is where I get to involve you a lot. <laughs> My condolences. Oh. oh, no. What are you looking forward to the most? Slash, we've already gone through this uh, map like three different times now. We went through on the uh, 0.5 version, the one inversion, and now the second one. So we're just going to cover the zones, the shows, and the one new house. Where do you want to start? Um, I think the only way to start is with the zones, just so we can start at the front of the park. All right. So the first zone is going to be, we're going to go the way you're, not supposed to walk we're going to go through hollywood first then and we're going to go to reach the first one which is a traveling horde which is the carnival of oddities uh with capital odd uh aka oddfellow hey guys um we've been saying it for a couple months now oddfellow is coming and uh what are you excited to just maybe see inside his carnival of oddities do you what do do you expect anything to see i should say um I don't think that they would do it now, but wouldn't that be the perfect place for the traveling rat lady thing? Oh, I would love the rat lady to be there. That would be a crazy return because we haven't seen the rat lady in years. Like a crazy return to form, bring back the rat lady. Um, I, you know, the, did you go during 2020 uh, during light when they had the, tribute store and he hit the dr fellows traveling carnival like wagon was there in the tribute store no i wasn't able to make it that year i don't have a picture of it i actually looked recently i i wish i took a picture of it um but his wagon was there i could see that coming out and like where pumpkin lord was like around that area and him standing on top and like barking at people as he comes by because he is a face character supposedly by casting calls so hey let's get them in uh the next one is i think luke's most anticipated thing in the entire world uh 
Vamp sixty nine guys. It's it's yeah. actually like a little rumor. It's it's official almost in a way. Please. Um, rumors it's said during Woodstock. And we'll kind of lump the show of Vamp Show into it because they'll be kind of combining those two. I'm not. I'm, I don't want this. It dropped the five motif, and then it's. It should be called Vamp Stock, if anything. Yeah, but consider the following: Vamp sixty nine is really funny. Yeah, but I don't want the. This man does not appreciate humor. No, I appreciate humor, and I also, like, vamp is something I hold very near and dear to my heart, and they're ruining it. They're ruining it by naming it Vamp 69? Yes, because there's a motif going. You keep the motifs going. You could keep the motifs going, or you could basically make the house that's named Bisexual 69, which is hilarious. Yeah. I'm I'm just excited for the the costumes that they'll be able to use yeah. for just hippies. Like everywhere? I really I really like I feel like I was one of the only people that liked the Zombieland 2 scare zone. Oh no, you were like one of the only people that liked Zombieland double tap. Yeah. That area fucking sucked. They had so many characters from both movies. They were able to do their own thing. I mean, not as much as they should be able to, but when you get to see the Bill Murray, like, pretending to be a zombie and then just walking normally, like, stuff like that, you can just imagine that these characters are going to have their own, like, special thing that they do. If it's set during Woodstock, do you think, like, the vampires infested Woodstock and, like, are turning um, uh, the concert goers into into vampires, or do you think it's, like an after party of Woodstock. Like, I wonder like where in like this 69 music era are we getting? Cause supposedly it's at Woodstock. I, I just don't see that being a good event to cover. Well, people love, but Hey, well, they have the musicians that they could parody and yeah, make into vampires. And they also have the kind of person who would be there at Woodstock. It'd be yeah, um, the one, next one is the one I'm the most excited for, being a jungle scare zone inside Ooh, Central yeah. Park. Um, I just like anything like Indiana Jones, like deep in the jungle, ancient tombs, mysteries. Um, I mean, it showed last year with my love and affection for uh, Legends Collide. I just love mythology-esque stuff, so I hope that's what this, this zone brings. Um I really hope they build like a barn like structure like they did like last year, since now they don't know how, they don't have to worry about the show blinding them. They just have to now worry about building a really cool like mini house inside the zone again. Maybe put a ceiling on it so I can hide underneath if it rains. Um If If he says When it rains. Yeah, there you go. Um Just with a jungle theme it'd be really interesting to decide or to see what characters they decide to do or what I, creatures. I, I definitely think we're going to see like an explorer or two. Like you're like jungle cruise, like looking explorer, right? Yeah. 
probably is like your good guys of the of the zone and then your bad guys i could see like i really i'm going back to tomb of the ancients over and over my brain because it's what i can think of the most and i think that's just gonna be a lot of fun um if they do anything like tomb of the ancients because that's an amazing house um moving on when we go to the thing i'm probably least excited for the megan horde yay uh i i like the movie oh i hated the movie i saw I really it at the, the drive-in so the that energy better the energy was there and i think it helped out a lot but the idea better. of a house or a scare zone or anything with the characters with the marketing that they tried to do where they would just have the like the little Megan dancers just yeah. do the dance and then like leave. I don't want to see it just over and over again because that's see, the only thing that they could do. They, they did a casting call. Um, I would say call like a month ago to maybe two months ago asking for, it's like five, two and below girls that can tumble. And the only thing I can think of is this damn fucking zone now. And I'm like, they're just going to be doing cart cartwheels around and I'm not going to care. I'm just going to briskly walk away to the next house because I don't care. <laughs> um, That's also thing. in the, um, the Simpsons area, right? Yeah. It's in Springfield. I tying into the main topic later. I don't know what they would do because the only thing that I could see making it work is, something with the lighting that would make it a little bit better with these characters. But if they're five, two, no one's going to see them. I'm five, five and people are short of me. I'm like, yo, you're there. Yeah. I don't know. I we can move on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next thing is just as depressing. It's death eaters and Diagon Alley. Yeah. What's scary about these guys? They're just dudes. In I clothes. mean, they're in Hollywood. They get a lot of love over in Hollywood. So yeah, because fucking California people love Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, and Florida people do too. So yeah. um, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't want them at Horror Nights because I thought it was a nice offering for people over in Hollywood, over in Iowa, that can get like a taste of the Halloween Horror Nights while not being over here. Now they're just over here in my one area. I can go to the park that isn't super spooky. It kind of saddens me. I just don't um, get what... What's the scare zone going to be? Just dudes in cloaks, like, looking at you? Yeah. Waving sticks? Yeah. Me trying to get a beer at that one bar, and just... Some dudes just going oogity-boogity and waving a stick at me. Avadakadara! Uh, I'm, I'm, we're copyrighted now. Uh, Chris, do you have any input on this? Or do you just want to scoot past it? Um, I'll skip. I'll skip past it. <laughs> okay, cool. You, I mean, you could go on a full rant if you want. I really don't care. No, um, um, I just with the with the area that they're deciding to do it in, and it really is just going to be them blending in with the crowd because it's not going to be that crowded in there, anyways. But they're just wearing black cloaks. They're not really going to do anything special unless they have 
I don't know, like little magician tricks that they could do, but but they don't. And then, but here's a so I, I I have this gut feeling they're gonna be there opening weekend, and then they're not gonna be there. <laughs> That's my gut feeling. Um, but who knows if they stay? They might stay. Um, going over to San Francisco, uh, it's too like. Uh, devil horns um horns uh, this is rumored to be a krampus or a holiday scare zone um it's krampus look at those horns man that's krampus i am worried if it is krampus that it is based on the movie where he has like the flesh of santa as a face i really don't like that the movie was good. um i'm not a big fan of the movie i think like the outside portion is like the best part of the movie um, but if you do Krampus well and stick to the actual Krampus, like the lores of Krampus, his original set of lore, amazing. I'm so here for it. I, I would, mm-hmm. I think you're going to hate me for this, but I would want the movie because of the characters that they do in it. Wait, it's a scare zone. We're not going to get any like good puppets or anything. No, never mind. We already got the house once. I didn't get to do it, so it was a Shrek house. It was all right. It smelled like gingerbread, and then Shrek Shrek Forty smelled like gingerbread for a solid like half a year. I mean, gingerbread's um, a good smell. I like it. It yeah. could also be like a mountainside thing, and it's just rams. Have we thought about that? <laughs> it's just it's just a goat exhibit from a goats. zoo. They, they went to the bush gardens and all the screaming goats from the petting zoos. <laughs> Listen, we need we need all the goats you can find. Um, going over to New York, it's a bunch of astrology symbols. Ugh. And this is the Roman astrology zone. Uh, the scariest beast of all at Halloween Horror Nights. The white woman. The teenage girls. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I could see this being interesting. I also could see this being really lame. I hope that whatever they're thinking about is super cool. I hope it's going to be cool. I don't expect it. I... I <laughs> I hope so, but I don't know. I, I mean, like, this is the one zone I, I, I How, what know. What are they even going to do here, know. man? <laughs> I mean, they have ch- a chance to have 12 very yeah. different characters. 12 characters? I wonder if they could do, like, a 7 effect, where, like, progressively through the night, um, the characters change. So, like, the beginning of the night, they're, like, not as, like, um, grotesque. And at the end of the night, they are more grotesque because seven was based off the seven deadly sins during 21. And as the night progressed, um, the seven deadly sins became more and more, uh, more like their sin. So, so they started out not like their sin. I had a really dumb idea just now. What if it's the Zodiac killer? I mean, that would be cool <laughs> to me, it's just the but Ted also Cruz I know they would never do that. Zone. They would never do that because of. Uh, it's an actual real life serial killer, yeah. Yeah, it's like the they having the, the of, Ted Bundy house. Yeah, they bash base Jack off of John Wayne Gacy. I think that's the farthest we'll Actually, ever. Actually, a Ted Bundy we'll house would be get. really funny. Never mind. That house would be terrifying to me. <laughs> really funny. Um, Ted Kaczynski house. <laughs> going over to the uh, only new house, it is the claw mark on the forest. This is still rumored to be Yeti. I'm cool with I that. I kind of still believe the Yeti, Yeti uh, rumor. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard differently, but uh, I'm here for that. If it's Yeti, because I like the Yeti house. Um, 
Chris, as we have not had you on during any of the spec season, uh, what is your most anticipated out of this list of um, the houses? I'm usually an originals person, so probably the dueling dragons. All right, is the most exciting thing for me. How, did you ever get to ride the ride? Or... I I didn't ride coasters at the time. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So wow. Okay. So that'd be your first time experiencing like Marlin Wood as a thing. Um, I've walked around it. I've done all that other stuff. Okay. I remember like the Oak Tree Tavern, but I never got to do the ride. So I never got yeah. to like go in the queue or anything because I thought being in the queue, they just like force you onto the ride. Okay. So you've been through Haggard's queue, right? Yeah. You know the tunnels? Yeah. It's pretty much most of the queue still. Um, they just took away the, the skulls and then um, you missed there's two rooms and a tapestry room. The tapestry room told the story of like pre going in and then or actually there's the spellbook room and then there is the ice and fire victims. If you want a full breakdown, we did an episode Dakota talking about Lost Continent and we talked a lot about that ride. Um, but that ends the updates. Um, overall, I think it's going to be a really good year, guys. I'm really excited. Um, let's hop into their main topic. But before okay. we do, uh, Chris, my friend, oh, you're going to have some questions. I'm sorry. should have seen this coming. I should have warned you. Wait, what's there happening? There is an if this or that type questions. So I would say something or in another something and you have to pick one. Okay. Halloween Horror Nights 30 or Halloween Horror Nights 31? 30. Cat in the Hat or E.T. Adventure? E.T. Adventure. Coaster or Dark Ride? Dark Ride. Hagrid's or Velocicoaster? Hagrid's. Men in Black or Toy Story Midway Mania? Men in Black. Icons or case files? Case files. Islands of Adventures or Studios? Islands. Spider-Man or Transformers? Spider-Man. Mardi Gras or Christmas? Mardi Gras. Springfield or Marvel Superhero Island? Marvel Superhero Island. Okay. And that leads us right into our it's main topic. I think you've done that like six times now. And when you say islands for studios, I don't think a single person has said studios. Uh, Alicia did. I I retract my statement. Alicia said studios because she likes the vibes yeah, there. I can't, I can't make a joke about that because uh, I do not want to be mean to Alicia. <laughs> She's amazing. Yes. Um, all right, so we're covering the Simpsons ride and uh, very briefly touching upon them, the the extended land of Springfield. Chris, why did you pick this topic? I I, I just need to lead with that. I find that this year, especially now that I've been going to the parks more with other people, it's the thing that I have to defend the most. <laughs> and. I understand why some people wouldn't like it because of like motion sickness and everything. But mm-hmm. I think that everything besides the the building is great. Okay. 
are you saying everything including Springfield or just the building? Um, I'm talking about like the queue, the ride. Okay. Pre-show, so all just, of that stuff. Okay. So I just have some really fun opening facts about the ride. Um, the Simpsons ride uh, opened on May 15th, 2008 at Universal Studios Florida. And four days later, uh, no, a year and four days later at Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, literally like almost a year apart from each other. Uh, the original cast of the show slash movie have returned to reprise their role. And the directors uh, also did as well. The uh, directors of the ride were Michael B. Anderson and John Rice, which both directed pretty much everything leading up to the Simpsons ride. The composure of the, of the yeah, the composure of the music uh, was James Dooley. He also worked on the music, movie music. And the ride and movie were supposed to be the endings of the show before it just kept going to become the juggernaut that it is. Which is kind of insane to think about. Like, this was supposed to be the end of Simpsons, in a way. Um, and I think, honestly, if Simpsons would have ended here, it would have been a fine, a fine uh, ending. Probably would have been less horrifying than whatever they're doing now. Yeah, I don't even know what they're doing now. Um, I'm not really a show person, but... I've seen a couple episodes from the latest season and I think they pick it back up. Okay. I think like people who grew up watching the Simpsons and were like stopped liking it for its comedy and everything. I think they were like, okay, now it's my turn. I'm going to bring it back to whatever it was before it lost its touch. I, I I always love when shows do that because you see that with both Simpsons and family guy now, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird that Family Guy is, you know, relevant again. Um, Upon entering the queue, you, uh, before you even enter the queue, you pass underneath a 32-foot tall head of Krusty the Clown, and you enter through his mouth. And uh, that is just an impressive, always, like, a very unique set piece I always see. And, like, I generally forget it's, like, there right now because of the walls that are like surrounding that area so like i personally i'm like i i i also just don't ride this ride because i will puke and i don't want to do that but um there are hanging posters throughout the queue for rides at crusty land one being the tooth chipper the radioactive man ride and the screamatorium of dr frightmare steen i i always loved like the uh gags i guess you would say or whatever they're called like the the fake attractions that you're you're standing around um i think are super cool um scrematorium uh, is poster is probably my favorite and these are the ones i could find off of like non-low-res pictures where i'm squinting to like try to make out words um because there's no list of these online so i took pictures um, of them last time i was there like finally have good pictures of them and i can't find them Oh no. Um, the Simpsons ride replaced Back to the Future, and within the queue, there's a skit on the screens um, where Christopher Lloyd reprises his role of Doc Brown and has to sell the Institute of, Inst- Institute of Future Technology to Krusty the Clown, who then tears down the Institute and builds Krusty Land in its place. Um, I think this skit is great. Uh, if you could find it, um, uh, whether being in the queue or online, it's just an absurdly good, like a little, like, oh, this is what used to be here. No, it's, no, it's not. This is what it is now. 
Um, upon being told to either go to the ground level or the uh, second level, you enter Krusty's Carnival Midway, uh, which is an area for uh, both the pre-shows, but it begins one of the two. I personally hate this outside section probably more than anything in a theme park. <laughs> this outside section of this of this uh, attraction gets absurdly hot, and I just don't don't mess with it. It's like concrete on concrete heating up. It's like a boiler in that little area. To be fair, that's with um, I feel like that's with basically anywhere just hot in Florida, anywhere open. Yeah, it's a it's. It's just a, a plague upon theme parks in general. Pre-show one. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's just really... I hate having to go up there. So sometimes I'm like, let me just hop into this ride real quick. But that area, because everybody knows that they're going to have to wait, they'll like sit down and everything. And mm-hmm. I think... Every single time I've been, like, going up to the second floor, there's kids, like, running and jumping over people. And I'm like, we're going up, so kids shouldn't be, like, climbing on that. No, they shouldn't. There's, like, no... There's no safety gate or anything. There's no safety or anything. Yeah, if they really... if, If it really came down to it, they would just fall off and, you know, get hurt. And with the time um, that it takes to get to the pre-show area, it just kids are going to get bored and they're going to just start climbing things. Yeah. Um, speaking of the pre-show, the pre-show uh, area one is a uh, different stalls themed to the residents of Springfield. I don't have a list of them, but it's pretty much everybody you're thinking about. If you're thinking of different residents of Springfield, um, Christy will appear on a screen and tell the tell on the screen and pick a family, the first family to ride the new Thrilltacular Upsy Downy Spins Aroundy Teen Operated Thrill Ride. We will then see Joe Bob appear in a scratchy costume, step on Christy's foot. So this, so Christy picks the Simpsons, Bart picks the guests to come along, and then leads you into the next room where we hear Sideshow bobbing, Bob laughing in the hallway. I have to say, this is actually one of my favorite areas of the ride. I absolutely love the screens of the residents and the midway games that they have. And just like the general gag. And I like that if you're on the first floor and the second floor, it's a little different with the first floor having the um, the nuclear room, uh, like the reactor room there. Rather, the second floor does not have that. Um, pre-show 2, you're led into a fun house. This is a pre-show set up to powered by a nuclear reactor. And Grandpa and Maggie are told by Jeremy uh, not to ride due to safety restrictions. Guests uh, and tells guests with height requirements, heart conditions are unable to ride. Maggie slips away from Grandpa, enters the reactor, and grows larger than her normal size. Maggie then... Uh, meanwhile, Christy uh, leads the Simpsons into the ride room and tells them to enjoy the ride or whatever this is. Sideshow Bob knocks Christy out and points a gun at the Simpsons, telling the Simpsons to get in. Everyone but Homer denies too. Uh, Sideshow Bob then forces everybody in to watch a safety video and reminds guests of all the safety rules uh, in the safety videos done by Itchy and Scratchy. Guests are then ushered into the main room where your ride vehicle awaits. 
Um, thoughts on these pre-shows uh, overall? It's so. <laughs> so the pre-shows are obviously all written by the writers of The Simpsons. So they put in mm-hmm. like all these running jokes and everything. And I could just watch like being in the queue and watching all the, like the Simpsons clips and everything. They'll put like clips from itchy and scratchy land, which is an episode mm-hmm. that any person who loves theme parks should watch just because it makes fun of everything about it. And I could get stuck in the queue and I have been, I've been, I've gone in with like a 15 minute wait and then I'm stuck outside watching stuff for like 45 minutes and everything about it is just for me really fun because there's so many clips revolving around theme parks that they'll throw in there. And there's, I think besides the back to the future one, I think they have another one that was made specifically for the ride I think it was the second pre-show in the front room. It was, it was specifically made for it. No, I think there's like a video in the queue like hmm, with I, all the clips. I don't know, honestly. Or I'll, I'll I just honest. haven't seen that episode where they make fun of that theme park thing. I don't remember what it is, but I remember seeing it last time and not recognizing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you get to like the Funhouse Room, all of the jokes written by the Simpsons writers, obviously, really fun, really, really, nobody really pays attention to it, but anytime I'm in the room and there's, like, people actually reading it, they're, like, laughing out loud. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, That's the one thing I can straight up say about this ride. It is iconically written, and it's super memorable and funny. Like, I may have not written it in... Close to like four or five years, okay? And I honestly probably can quote most of it still to this day, even though I just watched a POV earlier today. Before that, I could definitely still quote it like pretty hard by heart. Like it's a very memorable ride, especially these pre show have like some scenes that I generally remember. Like, um, I want to be like that moon guy who Neil Armstrong, no Chewbacca, and then he imitates Chewbacca. It's hilarious to me. Or um, uh, when Grandpa grabs Maggie and then it, she slips away, goes into the reactor and it cuts back and it's like the gerbil that's like fat and he's like just petting the gerbil. I, I've liked that one a lot. It's like little like weird gags like that that I just generally enjoy. Um, I I think honestly, like this ride really for 2008, it knocks it away for good theming um, to a attraction, which originally was going to be Fast and Furious from all intents and purposes. And then, you know, that didn't happen. They went with Simpsons instead of Fast and Furious. And um, Do you think- they were trying to make this ride for years. Um, Simpsons ride realistically was going to be, they're, they're trying to get a Springfield over an Islands of Adventure. And then it um, ended up happening over in studios years and years later, obviously. If it was Fast and Furious, do you think it would be better than the Fast and Furious we currently have? 
Yes. Because <laughs> it'd be based off of Tokyo yeah. Drift. That's what was like the, the it movie at it's the still time. like the best one. That and the first one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the absurdities in them, so. Yeah, valid. Um, the ride mechanics slash uh, the, the stats of it all. Uh, the attraction is an IMAX dome motion simulator de- designed by Universal Creative, Blur Studios, and Real FX. The vehicle is themed to a crusty land roller coaster car. There's a total of 24 vehicles that can fit eight passengers, two rows, uh, or two rows of four passengers each. The duration of the ride is four minutes and 30 seconds. It's about a mid-average ride for Universal. The ride is manufactured by Intamin and Oceaneering International. They once come up again, once again. These guys are everywhere, dude. Yeah, Honestly, it's, it's um, whenever awesome. somebody drops a whenever somebody drops a project, they like to come in and swoop up and like kind of keep that project revived and alive. Good business model, honestly. Yeah, I, I think it's a super good business model. Um, minus like rides like Spider Man, where they like wholeheartedly are like yeah. fully on like bored about well, that. In that case, um, it's like. Jurassic Park, where they're just basically doing animatronics and stuff, I think. Right? Uh, no, wait, they designed this scoop. Oh, okay. Um, yep. This ride has an average hourly capacity of 2,000 people per hour. That is a lot of people. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. Um, the ride is projected on an 80 and an 85 foot IMAX dome screen and use a, a new Sony projector uh, projectors. Um, the X, uh, SXRD 4K projectors using a custom fisheye lens to project these at 60 uh, undistorted images at 60 FPS. And they over there's four of them overlapping so they don't, like, fuck up. I honestly think this is why we have the problem is because there's four projectors overlapping and if one of them's off by a second, I bet you it causes motion sickness. It, it strikes me as an extremely, mm. like, technologically advanced ride for its time. Oh, it, it really is. Um, and then it, it kind of gets a little more insane. Um, the CGI animation was done by Blur Studios and Real FX. Rather than use 2D, like they've seen in the pre-shows, they decided to go 3D because they wanted you to feel like you are now a part of the world rather than being a onlooker. You are the Simpson. The ride vehicles uh, feature... The a holdover vehicle from Back to the Future, the ride, the gullwing doors, the vehicles are mounted upon a motion platform with scissor lifts that raise you up nine feet into the dome. An additional motion support uh, platform for a water effect, smoke, mist, and experience different scents throughout the ride. I think this ride realistically was like absurdly advanced for its time, and we just don't think about that now. Yeah. Because now you go on it, I mean, I went on it maybe 10 years ago now, and it felt like, oh, this is a bit old and uh, yucky, but I was also, like, 14, so, I don't know, maybe if I go on it now, I'd have a better appreciating, but think, hearing all of this stuff, it's like, wow, this thing really, yeah. they just went the whole nine yards. Yeah, they really did, and I'm, I have an appreciation for this ride that I... But I don't know if I would sit down and ride it still because I I don't think I could do it. It would have to be like the last thing I do, and I have to be going straight to the hotel after. Yeah. Do you get motion sickness? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, uh, I don't get motion sickness, but my girlfriend does, yeah. and she said she will not ride it 
until it's announced to be closed, and then she'll write it with me. Um, I suppose that's a good so outlook to have. Tell her uh, it's not closing. They renew their contract. <laughs> so they, I, I remember that was up in the air for a bit. Yeah. I have to tell yeah, her that it is closing. She works at the park. She's going to know. <laughs> but I have to get her on the ride because I love it so yeah. much. Just just pull – do the, yeah. the uh, a really, really dick move and just pull the ultimatum, you know? This or I don't write Hagrid's. <laughs> this or I don't write Velocicoaster. Yeah. Um, but – oh, God. I, I, yeah, I, I had heard about motion sickness before I got on somehow. So I was worried about it. But it was me, my brother, and my dad, and none of us got motion sickness. Maybe because – we spent so, so much time on boats. I didn't. So I don't know. I didn't start getting motion sickness on this ride up until I would say like three, four years uh, ago, and then it started hitting me bad. And I'm like, oh, it's the the side effects of aging. It's that, and like a lot of people just say it's because it's it's the screens and like the non 3D 3D yeah. effect that they have. I I don't know. I mean, like I I went on Cosmic Rewind and I uh, almost got sick. So like I don't. It might just be me aging, but. I don't want to believe that. Ain't it fun getting old? Ain't it no, um, The ride itself. I, I don't have the detailed of uh, like script and everything of this ride because I, I think there's way too much to talk about with this ride. So we're just going to cover some like basic topics. Um, the first one is how it made an impact in theme parks. When it first opened in 2008... It was received so well that Seth Kaberski of the Unofficial Guides, a very reputable source, literally said this is the future of theme parks. Um, it received an average of an 8.5 to a 9 on most average guests, day guests visiting for the day that I got to write it, would give it an average 8.5 to 9 on out of 10. That's pretty good. And on, it still to this day is deserved of a 70% uh, likeness rating. Um which I think is pretty good overall. I think that's why it probably is sticking around. I I feel um, like it's one of those things where the general theme park community is somewhat out of touch with what the average person likes. We say that, but Shrek 4D had an 80, 85 to 90% guest satisfaction rating at that close. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I don't I'm not saying that has any um standing on whether it closes or stays open. I'm talking about pure reputation. Uh, oh yeah. Um, what are your favorite gags or quotes throughout the ride? Um, dang, this is hard. Somebody else go first. <laughs> um, my favorite gag is uh the water world slash Shamu Stadium, and the fact that we're riding with an orca that is literally named Shamu in the script. Um, they straight up said, yeah, we're, we're literally just doing Shamu in the park is my favorite gag. And then my favorite quote is foolish earthlings. Uh, don't you know, all rides must end in a gift shop. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, like I, I rewatched it and I thought it was funny, but I don't think anything stuck with me as much as, and I talked to Keith about this earlier, the one line from the police chief, uh, who I cannot remember the name of ever. I'm not a huge Simpsons guy. Wiggins. Wiggins. He's like, oh, don't worry about the serial killer. We have our, our crackpot detectives on the case or whatever. And then it just cuts to some guy holding the gun like an absolute idiot. Yep. 
And that, that always got a kick yeah. out of me. I, I don't know why that was so funny to me, but I, I was like in hysterics in the queue. I also think like everybody's favorite quote, like flat out will always be I'm a baby bird. That's very good. Like it, it's just so iconic and like the line delivery is fantastic. Um, I think like the like even if you don't ride this ride, that's something like I quote this ride pretty often. Um, I, I mean, I quote most rides pretty often actually, but this is one I quote pretty often off of like the "I'm a baby bird." Like I was on Iron Gwazi recently, and I screamed that going down the fucking drop. It was great. I think because of the writers, um, I think yeah, every one liner that they have is going to be so memorable. Hits. Exactly. Um, do you deserve, do do you think it deserves to be as hated in the theme park community as it is? And that's a question more for both of you. I don't think so. I, with everything that it's done and I mean, the ride system being back to the future Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff, it took what was considered one of like the best rides and was given the task to revamp it and have a new storyline and all these other things. And with everything from the writing to animation and how they use the ride system for being on a little like teacup and like the panda scene to being on a boat to the little like yeah. upside down when you're going through the with the shamu thing like yeah it did everything it, it was supposed to do with what it could and then the queue everything script. everything was just great about it do you, do you, and i understand motion sickness but there's a point where you're just like hating on something because you can't go on it yeah um, do you do you think part of its negative reputa- reputation comes from the fact that it used to be Back to the Future that it just had huge shoes to fill? That could I, be one thing, but a lot of people who talk about hating this ride are people who never rode mm-hmm. Back to the Future. Yeah, I, I personally have ridden Back to the Future, and I wish that ride was still there personally because I think that ride had more staying power if they would have updated it more, like picked in the video and just like remove the claymation and put like maybe a cg dinosaur and then fix that up a couple years later and so on and so forth um i don't mind that this is here i don't hate it i don't love it it kind of sits in my neutral zone i don't if i i go it's a people eater that's really what i go i go it's a people eater it eats up the people that uh, with a two thousand people an hour throughput that's insane um if you had to replace it, say like tomorrow they go, hey, it's closing. What would you put in its place? With the ride system. With the yes, with the ride system. I my I don't even have a clue. Mine would be Blade Runner. Ooh. Imagine going through like the world of Blade Runner and like the flying cars, and just it could just be that. It could just be that for an entire fucking, like, four and a half minute ride. It would be great to me. Do they um, still plus, have, um... Do they still have access to... 
No, they probably don't. Like the characters from like Scooby Doo, Wacky Races, all of oh. that. I feel like moving oh, that. Bear? Yeah, that, I, that could That'd be excellent. Work. Like moving um, that ride to this ride system would probably would be, be really great. Dick Dastardly ride. Yeah, that's what the ride basically was back in the day. Um, yeah, I think that would be an interesting. Luke, do you have any ideas? I don't know. Now I'm latched onto Dick Dastardly Ride. That sounds really funny. I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, we can hop over to the last little bit of the uh, main topic, unless we have any other quarrels with the main ride. Yeah. Any qualms? Any thoughts? I liked it well enough when I. Um, the expansion happened in 2013, where they went, "Hey, World Expo, see you later. Uh, hello, Springfield." And uh, they made an entire land, um, including a new flat ride, and they rethemed a restaurant and added a Duff Brewery. Um, in uh, have you guys read in King and Kodos? Yeah, I have not. I, I think well, I've not gone to studios in forever. <laughs> I personally think that's honestly the better Simpsons ride. I love King and Kodos. I think a lot. Um. But along with King and Kodos came Fast Food Boulevard, which had Krusty Burger, Frying Dutchman, Cleese's Chicken Shack, Lisa's Tree, Tea House of Horror, and Moe's Tavern. I love Fast Food Boulevard. Um, I think it's actually some of the best theme park food, like quick service wise. Um, undisputed chicken tenders done at Bush Gardens are the best, but the best chicken is at Cleese's Chicken Shack okay. with the chicken and waffle sandwich. Ooh. I like chicken and waffles. Um, they have a maple mayo for the sandwich, and it comes with tater tots. And I can't suggest enough getting an extra side of the maple mayo to dip your tater tots in. Um, oh, have you ate here, Chris? I've eaten from every single section, <laughs> I think. Okay. Um, a top three items because I've only ever got two things. So, um, the. Chicken and waffle sandwich. Okay. Um, I'd have to say the the Mount Schweitzer falls, like the little slushy, the apple slushy, is oh, really that, good. That's a thing. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> like it's part of the Moe's area, not the mm-hmm. seating area, but like the area where you can get alcohol yeah okay the best part um yes i'm pretty sure it's just like granny apple something it's green it's very good it's just a slushy that tastes like apple schwarzer weld apple drink it's granny smith apple syrup apple juice lemonade and fresh root tea yeah that sounds good the Mr. Teeny sounds really good. I haven't had that one, but next time I go, I have to try it. It is lemonade, pineapple juice, and blue curacao syrup. Have you had Flaming Mo? Um, so I haven't, I didn't drink soda for six years, and I got a Flaming Mo because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so I, I broke my, my thing. Yeah, I had a Flaming Mo before, before I stopped drinking soda. <laughs> It's just um, it's just orange Fanta, right? Yeah, it's just Fanta with dry ice in the bottom. Yeah, I um, got it. I was like, oh, I want the cup. 
I wonder what it is. And then it was just soda and, you know, yeah, they got me. Um, across the street, you can find Duff Gardens. And with the Duff Gardens, you can get Duff, Duff Dry, and Duff Light. I don't know what real life, like, equal. I know, like, Duff, regular Duff is supposed to be, like, a he- more Heineken-Z uh, beer. But the other two, I actually don't know what it's supposed to be like. I think, like, Duff Light is, like, Miller Light. And then Duff Dry is akin to a drier beer. It's, like, casual beer. I personally think Duff is disgusting now. Uh-oh. I've gone out of my Duff phase. Um, but during the hunt season, I will always get one Dufftober, which you can get during the hunt season. Um, is that like a pumpkin ale? And next to Duff. It's like an October be- Oktoberfest okay. beer. Darn. <laughs> I like my pumpkin ales. Um, yeah, that's just the, the Horror Night stands usually. Um, next to Duff Gardens is uh, Lord Led's Donuts and Bobo Me and Ta- a Taco Truck. Both of these, I think, are fantastic. I think the donut sundae is possibly one of the best food options in the park for your price. Um, and then Bumble Me and Taco, while expensive for tacos, when you're drunk at Horror Nights, they hit really well. I've never heard of this donut shake. S- sundae. Sundae? Oh, I yeah. need to get it. So they take a donut and they cut it down the center and then they like move them to the side and they just put like, I think it's vanilla or chocolate or swirl ice cream, like soft serve like in the center and sprinkles. It, it's literally a banana split with, with a lot of light yeah. donut, like the, like the two, the, the pink donut. Dig it. Yeah. It's absurdly good for like the price. I think it's like eleven ninety nine, and it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. like, I couldn't do it by myself, like eat it completely by myself. So, um, what are your guys' thoughts of Springfield as an entire land? It looks awesome. It's just very well-themed. I agree. I haven't um, stopped there or anything, but walking through it, it's it just looks really good. <laughs> do you plan on getting enough beer when you're there in like 10 days? Maybe. Depends on what kind of Maybe. beer they have available. It's yeah. Duff, Duff Dry, and Duff yeah. Light. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what I'm in the mood for. I don't I don't plan yeah, I pers- and drinks and stuff in advance. It's, it's based off vibes, you know? Yeah, I personally, like, if you're stopping there, I will be uh, walking across the lagoon over to Shea Alcatraz and getting my normal drink. Um, what food offerings uh, do you think are Springfield's, like, uh, do you think, like, the food offerings are Springfield's strong suit? which I think they are. I think like that's what brings most people to Springfield now rather than the attraction. I think it's really the food is what brings people into Springfield minus horror nights. That's why I'm usually there. I, yeah, I think I've, the thing that I do when I am in the parks is obviously always have theme park food. So, if I have to choose, there's like certain things that I'll go to specifically mm-hmm. that I won't get tired of. Because if I try something from like Leaky Cauldron, I'll be like, all right, well, this isn't really my kind of thing. But Leaky Cauldron is not the greatest. <laughs> no, it's I don't I don't go there anymore. Hey, I like the beer I've been there once. I think um... I think the kind of food that they try to do is very, it matches the theme, it matches everything, but 
as somebody who's been to England and didn't like the food, when they try to recreate in a theme park, it's just... To be fair, I don't think anyone likes English food aside from the English. I had to say their breakfast there, because it's eggs, sausage, and bacon, it's and solid. all that. Yeah, really you, good. You can't, I mean, assuming you don't absolutely butcher those food items, it's hard to mess that up. It's like yeah, the exactly. most basic breakfast um, items in the Western world. But yeah, Going when over... you go to um, Fast Food Boulevard, you know what you're going to get when you order like something like the chicken and waffle sandwich. Or, or... the hot dog lamp. Yeah. Um, have you seen anything on the Universal Hollywood version of Springfield? I've heard it's better. Oh, yeah. I haven't oh, yeah, it is. looked at pictures or anything because I... I'm assuming I'm, I'll be there next year. Okay. Well, then I can't ask the question I was going to ask, being uh, Hollywood or Florida. Obviously, you would say Florida because you have not seen Hollywood. Um, with that, I think it comes to an end on the main topic, unless you have any other uh, talking points you want to talk about. Um, well, they reached... A million riders quicker than any other attraction. Ooh. And it's probably wow. because of how the hourly capacity being the hourly 000. capacity and it just being popular when it came out because it was the best attraction of two thousand eight. Yep. It won attraction of the year and um it it really did insane numbers and I think it still does like decent. Like I, I, I wish the parks were open right now for me to like pull up the app and see what the wait time is right now. Um, because like it, it does some numbers sometimes. Like sometimes I'll be in like the middle of the day. I'm like, why is Simpson like 45 minutes plus it's rides. But then I'm like, I'm standing in line for ET and I'm complaining about Simpsons being long. Um, yeah, I think it's a fine. I, again, I I think it's like one of the attractions I really just don't care. I liked learning about it. I love to learn. Like, I think I've had the more fun researching this attraction than I do writing it. And uh, it, and it was just fun. Like when I got to see like oceaneering, I was like, "There's no way that there's recurring no way it's like." I had to like double check. <laughs> it is the recurring character of this podcast lately, and Listen. it's insane. Like every time we break down a ride, it's just oceaneering. It's, and this isn't like derogatory like what the hell are these guys doing here um they're awesome <laughs> their work is really good i mean yeah they they saved jobs yeah. thank you oceaneering um i just i'm just really confused as to how you're everywhere if you could plus up this ride with yeah, in any way, would it just be fixing the screens and all that, Chris? Yeah, probably. I mean, okay. my main thing with The Simpsons has always been Trios of Horror. And I know they have King and Kodos and the little poster in the queue for some kind of haunted attraction. So it kind of fits into the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. So... If it had something else horror related, it'd be fun. But I know with the people who made it, 
and all of that stuff, I don't think that they would want to be like, all right, we're going to do this Treehouse of Horror thing because so many of them are like beloved and they wouldn't be able to like choose just one thing. Exactly. I think um, what they have is honestly probably the best we're going to ever get. Um, With that, it does bring us to the end of our uh, time here on this attraction. Uh, Would you like to plug anything before we get out of here? Um, Not right now. I don't, I haven't really been doing anything. Like I've been, you've just been vibing in Orlando. Just vibing. I'm there every month now, so. I don't really have well, time for anything else. Well, with that, uh, you can find us uh, anywhere at Pod from the Fog, and uh, you can find me anywhere at Demigod seven nine one or seven nine one zero. And with that, um, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Uh, and uh, have a good week, guys. You too.